Hi, and welcome to Supply Chain's The Secret Sauce. My name is Wade Wickes. I'll be your host today. I'm the CEO of www.supplychainmicroconsulting.com. This show is dedicated to people in supply chain professionals, startups, marketplaces, and we're happy to have you here to listen in to the latest trends in the industry. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Well, this is an exciting show today because we're traveling to Asia. That's right. We're talking to Bernard Hoare, CEO of Hatio Group over in Southeast Asia. And we're going to learn more about the dynamic personality of Bernard Hoare and his vision of the future of supply chain. Stay tuned. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to our show today. This is an exciting show. Wow. I'm so pleased on the show today. I have this special guest, Mr. Bernard Orr, CEO of Hatio Group, an avid triathlete. Bernard is the co-founder of Hatio Group, a technology business based in South Korea, specializing in digital warehousing and network distribution. They provide services to SMEs in Southeast Asia about supply chain challenges solutions and digital transformations in that region. Bernard, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Thank you, Wade. Um, it's uh, at night here right now. It's about 10 p.m. It's really, really nice uh, to be there talking to you today. Are you, are you calling this from, evening. was it Malaysia or somewhere in Asia? I'm Malaysia. Sure. Yeah, Malaysia. Malaysia. Okay. Malaysia. I mean, I'm in Kuala Lumpur right now. Wow. So yeah, big yeah. time difference. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, to be on the show and and to dig into supply chain, your favorite. Yeah, topic. the world is just uh, yeah, the world is just getting smaller, right? <laughs> sure, any, any part of the world. <laughs> it sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know you've got an interesting story, interesting background, and a, a really deep understanding of supply chain in the Asian market. And it it just be fascinating if you might, wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to just kind of give your overview of uh, supply chain in, in Asia and what you're seeing. Sure. Um, I think it's very. It's been a very, very exciting uh, months, you know. And and I'm still calc- I'm, I'm I'm still very. Uh, I would like to still uh, look at this in terms of months, you know, because uh, I mean, point. look at it, right? Where where did 2020 go? You know, it's like, right. and where did 2021? I mean, you come to think of it, it's, it's already November. Uh, I think things are really, really, uh, you know, finally, I think we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I hope um, that this light is the is the real light, you know, um, and the world will not go into any more, you know, um, extreme lockdowns uh, and, and all that. And 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 I think over the last 20 months, um, what what we've been what we've been really seeing in, in Southeast Asia has been really, really, uh, I mean, for us from the technology as the technology business uh, is exciting. But I, I would also say, to be fair, um, for the supply chain players, uh, for the logistics players, uh, whom most uh, a lot of them are, are our clients, are people we work with, partners that we work with, um, I think it's rather challenging. It's, it's been a rather challenging twenty months for these guys, right? Uh, oh, because man, yeah. I mean, yeah, COVID, right? I mean, where where did it even come from? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, and and it has, I think, it has number one, uh, it has really, really upended the entire supply chain. You know, um, 
and, and what, what, we've, what we've been seeing across um, Asia uh, really is that um, the supply chain um, has been a one of the most uh, challenging right now. And at the same time, it has also been uh, rewarding as well to some of the players here, right? Um, I've, I've, I've been speaking to a lot of, uh, for example, I've been speaking to a lot of logistics, um, third-party logistic players, right? Um, from the mid-mile to the last mile um, and some from the first mile. Um, and people are just shifting gears, you know, wait, um, a, lot of, a lot of people are just shifting gears. Um, uh, we also see um, companies and businesses uh, across this, uh, this segment that uh, also has uh, stopped their gears, if you know what I mean, right? It's like mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of like, okay, you know, uh, I don't know what this COVID thing is, but, you know, enough, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Six months, right. nine months into this thing. And, and because also because, you know, um, in, in Southeast Asia, supply chain is a relatively a very old market, which I, I, I and, and, and it's been run and um, powered by, you know, driven by the older generation of people, right? Um, mm-hmm. From the manufacturers, you know, imagine the manufacturers, imagine the warehouse operators, right? So, so, so getting their second generation and, and the successes has always been a challenge in Southeast Asia, right? So, so because of COVID, um, some of them, I, I, we do see some of them who has uh, called, finally come to the point and say, all right, let's call it a day. Right, so we've seen a group of these people. Number one, but on the other hand, on the other hand, the interesting thing really is that we have also seen more. In fact, this is a, a, a relatively a bigger group of people of businesses. Um, same thing, you know, first mile, mid mile, um, um, shifting gears, pivoting very fast, iterating, you know, and uh, moving and 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 expanding warehouses, um, expanding distribution points. Um, you know, uh, manufacturers. Uh, I've, I've, we've, in fact, we just, we just recently helped one of the manufacturer, one of our clients who, who is also a manufacturer, and and he went into the direct to consumer strategy, right? Wow. So he pivoted himself into direct to consumer, um, and it it really changes the entire storytelling, right? And and you know, I, I remember this uh, this company is a, is basically a twenty five year old manufacturer. Right. Um, and, and he says, you know what, I, I can't anymore. Uh, you know, I can still depend on the dealers and the distributors. Um, I don't think that market will, I will disrupt it myself, but um, I can no more depend on the number one. But number two, what he's seeing is actually the, the bigger opportunity now to go direct to consumers. Why? Because people are just, people are just um, buying direct from the source already. And there, there are opportunities right now with e-commerce, with the web stores, right? Um, and it's, it's just about making that small change, right? So I, so, I think that's yeah, the nail on the mm. head, right? It's like the, the word for right now is, is transformation, digital or, or whatever. We're transforming. You have to. Yeah. I think that's your point. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. So, so, so yeah. And, 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 and on this point as well, you know, it's, it's like we've, we've seen and, and, you know, pre-COVID, I remember when we came to Southeast Asia with, uh, 
circa 2018, right? Around 2018. And it's, it's really, you know, it's like, I have people telling me, you know, I have my friends, you know, the older generation friends telling me like, Bernard, you know, you're going to waste time selling softwares to the old Chinamen here, right? It's a, it's a traditional business, right? I mean, when we came in, we we're all about the, the, the digital warehousing, you know, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, cloud WMS, right? And, yeah. and they're like, no, you know, these guys, how are you going to sell cloud to these guys, right? Um, it, it was a challenge. I have to admit, it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge for us to kind of like penetrate and not say penetrate, but it was a huge challenge for us to even get a conversation going. You I know? bet, um, I bet it was. And, and yeah, and, and don't even think about pitching your product yet. <laughs> no no product demo. It's just getting a conversation going, right? So, so but but what COVID has done, you know, which is, you know, I've, I've been sharing this so many times and I say, I hate to say this, but in, in some ways, COVID has kind of, be, has kind of become like a bless, blessing in disguise for technology companies like us, right? Um, and 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 the last 20 months, guys that, you know, pre-COVID, those guys that were having tough time having conversations, trying to, you know, get a decent conversation going about digitalization or digital transformation, or however like you call it, right? Right. During the last 20 months, these guys came to us and these guys were the one that initiate conversations. And it's oh, like, wow, you nice. know, you know, I get calls, right? So we, we get calls, I get calls, my my sales guys, you know, they, they will get calls like, you know, um, very, very local. Huh? Um, uh, but now, uh, you know, uh, the last time, remember, you came to my office and you were telling me something about what cloud, cloud thing, you know? Can you come <laughs> and tell me about this again? <laughs> yeah, right. So so it's like suddenly, suddenly, suddenly we find that, hey, you know, we don't actually need Google SEOs and SEMs. People are calling us, right? So That's helpful. Cool. So, <laughs> correct. That's helpful. So, so the last twenty months, if anything at all, um, the whole the digitalization, and I think every right from the first mile to the mid mile guys, you know, um, uh, they they are all scrambling, and 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 I think the digitization or digitalization point is is not an option anymore, right? Yeah. It, it's either you you embraced it, get it done, <laughs> or Go home. <laughs> so right? it's like it's so true. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. This, this, this has been really, you know, a couple of these uh, one or two things that we've been really, really up observing. Uh, well, thank you. That's here in Southeast Asia. Yeah. That's that's a very wonderful overview, and it's very similar to what's happening in in the United States market. And right. as, yeah. I'm sure you're seeing these these micro marketplaces. Like everybody's developing their marketplace, and you're seeing some suppliers go direct to consumers, which is really odd because they have a distribution channel that typically they go through. You've got like companies like Gap that are getting into secondhand resale clothing because yeah. they understand yeah. that that's uh, something they want to get into. So all these micro supply chains coming into play. Um, you know, after COVID, are you seeing more of this developing? What would what would your vision be of of what's kind of coming down the pike? Um, yeah, you, you you're right. Um, I'll, I'll give you a story here right uh, it was just just uh, yesterday yesterday evening um and i was with uh, i was with one of the uh, very old very long standing many years uh, i if i'm not mistaken i think they're probably around for the last 50 years right um in the wholesaler game right so so they, these guys are basically the wholesale distributor you know um they basically distribute a couple of brands uh fmcg brands and basically um they so 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 they buy they buy upfront, right? So they purchase upfront the stocks. 
um, and then they sell it back to the mom and pop shops and uh, you know over the years and that's how their revenue has been right mm-hmm. but today now today these are the guys these are the exact guys who has been in the business for the last 40 50 years and and like yesterday evening I had a I have such a insightful and inspiring you know uh, conversation uh, over dinner with this guy and and, and you know the, his he and his team was telling us you know you know but Chinese New Year is coming and I think this round we're, we're still going to send our stuff to the mom and pop shop. But you know what? I think this round, Bernard, do you, you know, the question he asked me was so, so interesting. He says, Bernard, do you guys build marketplaces? You know, I want to build something like Lazada. It's like, why would you want to build something like Lazada? I, you know, it's like, I, I can, I can, I can move the products faster. Right. Um, uh-huh. And, and you're, and Malaysia today, we are at about 95 percent we are more than 95 percent vaccinated the economy is opening up um you know um uh, we are moving we are naturally very naturally and very progressively transitioning into the endemic phase Mm -hmm. right so 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 right now people are opening up you know uh and 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 these retail guys these distributors you know in the supply chain there i i can see and i can feel that those guys who have pivoted or rather survived the last 20 months and didn't didn't go home right didn't close down they're right. now doubling down on their business mm-hmm. these guys are doubling down right i mean um digitization Micro market marketplaces are oh micro fulfillment centers. Yeah, I've been right. the last three weeks was like crazy. I was like I've never gone through a day the last three weeks not hearing this word called micro fulfillment centers. It's like everybody seems to want to be doing micro. I was like, are you sure this is like? So I kind of like I kind of ask myself right if everybody starts doing MFCs then we we could have whole bunch of MSCs all around right and yeah. and and if Malaysia is such a small it's it's just a thirty two million people market right. How how much this MFC is gonna serve, right? They, then then we're gonna go into the next problem of um, costs again, you know. Uh, but I think and, yeah, correct, correct. But 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 I I would also think that because the cost to serve is higher right now, you know. So 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 people are basically taking advantage of this situation and say, how can we lower the cost? How can we bring products closer to the consumers? Right. right? And That's I think true. bringing the product closer to the consumers. Uh, lowering the the logistics costs, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, increasing profit margins because there are also other costs that's involved, right? I mean, there's also other cost factors like, 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 like petrol and all, um, manufacturing costs, you know, raw raw material costs. It's it's like you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I've got a client who does wrecking for warehouses. And you'll be shocked when you see the the jump of the metal prices. Oh, you know, crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, true. it's crazy. And and these guys are now the thing is these guys. I mean, this this Chinaman business guys, right? They're keeping stocks, right? Uh. <laughs> They're keeping all their metal stocks, you know, and waiting for the right time to just you know, it's like one time make big, right? So mm-hmm. so I think. I think because of all these things, because of you know maybe just one cost factor to to it, it the next thing it drives what's next for these people, which is I think a lot of people are really trying to find and and especially the guys that's already been in the logistics business, mm-hmm. right? I kind of observe and and realize that the guys the players that's already in the logistics business they're all trying and and scrambling to find the formula, for lack of a better word, a formula to um. Um, help brands, you know, the formula to say, 
how do we go to the brands and how do we go to our clients and say, Mm-hmm. I can help you bring your product closer to your customers because if I'm able to do that, your logistic cost goes down and it goes down significantly. I, I right? agree. So it, it seems like yeah. the, the next segment to get disrupted has to be the parcel delivery segment where you only have a few strong players, at least in, in our market. I'm sure in your market, it's different, but it's like one area where there has to be disruption. It has to be a better solution to parcel delivery to get to that consumer better. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so if you realize since the start of this conversation until now, I, I, I rarely, rarely, um, I try not to touch on last mile delivery. I keep mentioning yeah. first mile, mid mile because, right. because the last mile is so, so saturated, right? Let, let me tell you, I'm not sure what's happening in the US, but uh, in Southeast Asia, there's, there's, a, there's, there's the big, big uh, last mile players like Grab. You know, um, Gojek, um, Ninjas, uh, Ninja Van, um, um, Lala Move. You know, uh, these big guys, and then of course you have the uh, the uh, what do you call that, Mr. Speedy. You know, right. and those. And then yeah. at the same time, with at the same time, uh, it's very interesting to also note that within the very localized communities, there is actually uh, you know like a group of uh, freelance riders. You know, these are like these are like. These yes. are like a whole bunch of freelance riders that is like, hey, since the market is so big, right? You know, and mm. if you can just offer, you know, if let's say um, Grab is offering $4 per delivery, you know what? We go in and right. offer three fifty. dollars yeah. A lot of people will buy it. And, and, and because of the way consumers have been buying over the e-commerce, it has created such a demand for last mile delivery. Right. So, so it's as good as I, I would say, in my opinion, I would say right now in Southeast Asia, it's like, it's as good as, Today, if you have a group of friends, 20 people who stays around your area, everybody have a motorbike, put a box behind these guys, right? And <laughs> right. We're, we're in business. We're in business tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we just need to go to, uh, you know, we just need to go around the retail stores, right? And say, hey, you know, are you selling online? Are you selling online? Do you need this, right? Do you need a, a last mile delivery, right? And we can do this for you. That's it. Yeah, you're done. technology, you yeah. know where you're going, app, and, and make it work. Correct. Right? It's interesting. Correct. Yeah. You know, another area that's that's really mm-hmm. exciting to see is the robots as a service. So subscription-based roboting. Um, are you seeing that over there? Because like Locust Robotics, um, there's others in our marketplace that that are doing that as well. So your return on investment is is rather strong and very quick. Um, I don't know if you have that over in Asia as well. Um, well, we do see we do see a handful of this um, robotics play um, over here in Asia. Um, however, also to note, interesting to note is that um, this 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 um, this level this level of the game is being played by the multinational companies mm-hmm. uh, who has perhaps deeper pockets um, to basically invest, right? Um, uh, we do get, um, I remember we, we do have requests of, you know, um, uh, making a automated uh, fulfillment center, right? Uh, we went into that discussion for a very long time with this client. Um, and I think that the, the whole discussion went on about three to four months um, through the COVID period. And um, the one blocker, the one key blocker there was cost. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Although, although, although they could see the RA because it's FMCG, right? If it's, it's the fast moving consumer goods, right? It's mm-hmm. a lot of grocery stuff. So it's very fast. Um, although the, the, the return on investment is actually very obvious and it's actually a very positive return on investment. 
However, the cost, uh, the working cap, you know, the cost to basically put it together in the beginning um, mm-hmm. is is kind of uh, very challenging for them to be to to, to justify. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you have to have so, a WMS and some digitization in order to look at right. As a service. So yeah. correct. So so that was the first. Uh, so so cost becomes a key blocker. Now then, the second key blocker was because these guys are not exactly digitalized yet. Mm-hmm. So so if you're not if you're not even in a bandwagon of digitization, um, you know if your processes are not even digitized, putting robots, you know, playing with robots is not going to make any sense. Yeah, no, that's that's a great. Yeah, point. that's great. Point. It's it's, it's kind of you got to go from face to face, right? Uh, you know, um, so 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 so, which is why which is why um, you know, we we've we've had uh, the the bigger the for example the bigger warehouses the bigger warehouses with us e-commerce fulfillment, right? Over the last twenty months, the volume has been increasing like mad, right? So from from any anywhere from you know they were doing about one thousand orders per day, on on an average. You know, in the last 20 months, especially this year, right? Um, these guys are having clients and they are basically doing about 10,000 orders per day, right? So so when you have that, you, you, you need automation. You need some sort of automation within the operations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and, and people are just looking at from all angles, right? Uh, maybe I can have a carousel, you know, maybe I can have... Uh, I can look at AGVs. Maybe I look at um, pick to light. You know the light, the light systems right. and stuff like that, right? So, but but you see, the point is, I think, and in my opinion, is that if you start, if if you just find any starting point and just, for example, let's just start uh, 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 auto carousels. Uh, you know, put put a put an automated carousel in a warehouse. Sure. But if you don't have a system and you don't have the whole process flow, right? It's, it's definitely going to be very damaging. It's like, so what I'm going to do with this, right? Um, a lot of people ask us about automated guided vehicles. Uh, I have one pharmaceutical company who is asking me about that, and I, and I and I went in and I said, look, it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't want to 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 sell you the 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 this 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 AGVs, but it doesn't make sense because you're not even digitized yet. You're so manual. You got to first go through the process, yeah. and then once you get to the process, then. It becomes sort of like a like a like a evolve, right? Like an evolution into robotics. Yeah. Then you can start to look at uh, more automated stuff that you can do, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just so, amazing where that whole thing is going. Subscription based robots. I mean, it's just uh, fantastic. Yeah, to see yeah. And I, and I think and I think this is where yeah. And I think this is where you know there are companies like Fabric, who recently raised like like I think that they raised a very huge round that made them a unicorn. Um. And 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 th- these guys were like. Really, you know, um, the 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 way they they are they are they are using they are having their robots to 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 automate, um, the micro fulfillment centers uh, for the for the grocery market, you know, has been really really amazing. You know, things things that they do, yeah. Yeah, well, that kind of moves into uh, another question, which I'll call the secret sauce, because behind every transformation and change and digitization, there's a a need from a leadership perspective of companies that they need to have some some core values that really drive them to to see the change through. I mean, for me, I look at you know having tenacity, having the vision, but more than anything, being a change leader. But I was wondering what you're seeing in your market as you look at leaders of companies that have made these. Uh, this leap into transformation and kind of what values you see that they carry. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so one, I think one of the very, very key, key thing is um, 
that and and, I, and this is what I feel when I when I uh, and what I learned um, talking to you know um, uh, different different segment of uh, customers, different different segment of partners from the right from the um, third party logistics guys, the warehouse operators, um, the distributors, um, and even right now there's also a, a rising trend of e distributors um, in this market. Um, and, and also the e-commerce retailers, right? Which is a very um, a growing, fast growing uh, market for us as well. Um, and, and when I, when I, when I, when I had discussion with this, with this, all these uh, people, um, I, I, one of the things that I've learned and observed is that um, a lot of times uh, these, um, these leaders, they are basically thinking of the supply chain strategy uh, from a historical perspective. Mm. That means it's like let's look at what went wrong, and and you know digitalization or rather you know whatever that we're gonna do on digital, is to basically plug the gap of what went wrong. You get what I mean? Gotcha. Instead of instead of which I kind of think that perhaps a, a little bit a, a little shift of paradigm would, would really change the game, which is instead of focusing so much on trying to plug the gap, you know, uh, put it in simple word is. Which software are we supposed to buy to plug the gap that that, that COVID has uh, disrupted? You know, right, right. why not look? So if you can just shift that paradigm shift and say, hey, you know, today is COVID nineteen. What is tomorrow? You know, COVID nineteen hit all of us without us knowing when. It's like, like, come on, who's who saw COVID coming, yeah, right? Right. Um, but when it when it hit us, right? So so what's going to be next? Are you? I mean, can we guarantee that there's no COVID twenty or maybe another, another? I don't know, from which country, which animal, right? So when the next pandemic hits, of course, okay, touch wood. I I really pray hard that it doesn't anymore. But when the next pandemic hits, how are you future proofing your supply chain? Yeah, so how a lot can you of, make your company more flexible, right? More correct, nimble. correct, right? Yeah. More, 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 more agile, you know, more, you more flexible and you can respond fast. Right. right. Um, so, so what I, what I observe is that still at, at this point in time, that there are still quite a number of, of leaders who are actually looking at it from the historical perspective interesting. of what has happened and how yeah. we plug it, how we plug the gap. And instead of looking at, Hey, our supply chain strategy should be looking at the next 10 years. And how do we future-proof this? How do we reimagine the entire strategic architecture of our supply chain? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, um, what what is ahead? Uh, what what are the what are the global trade flows that is happening right now? Consider new trade agreement. All these new trade agreements that these ASEAN countries is, you know, signing with each other, and 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 you know they have ASEAN plus three, um, the, the 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 China rail rail railroad project right mm-hmm. um countries are giving incentives you know different different countries are coming out with incentives um you know uh, how omni channel is basically being accelerated so i think there's a lot of this this stuff right um, right. um and 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 i and i and i wish you know and i hope you know and, and, and i mean not to say wish or hope but i would love to see that you know for 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 supply i mean leaders in the supply chain in a, 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 a space to be able to look forward and and say hey how do we future proof so strategy based on how do we future proof the next 10 years uh well you still yeah you still need to pluck those gaps but to to shift that gears a bit on the paradigm and say how do we future proof the next 10 years and yeah, i think that's, that's very great. very important 
that's yeah, a great I think that's point. very very important yeah that's a yeah. great point well yeah. you know what's great about life bernard is, is that you're what's in that it. you're in it <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah, talking yeah. to you i mean this is really great your insights are fantastic yeah. and uh and i hate to to say that we've come to the end of time you know well that's um, fast really no that's really fast yeah so fast your time goes fast yeah but um i do want to just you know ask if there's anything else that you want to share with our, our listeners about you and your your company or anything else that you want to provide uh for our listeners oh uh, yeah sure 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 um i i, I guess i guess it's that uh you know, um, there's a lot happening right now um, within the supply chain and logistics space. It's very, very exciting. Um, and uh, I would say that uh, uh, one of the key things which, you know, in Hatio that we have been always uh, doing uh, on a very, you know, on, on a daily basis and every time we see our customers is basically um, to first engage in a conversation right um there are a lot of things that we need to that, that that must be looked at must be considered um from visibility point of view you know transparency um how to make your supply chain more resilient um where are the opportunities right now in the market um you know uh like 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 i mentioned earlier um i i'm not sure but it's just that there's there's just too much there's just so much so much conversations going around micro fulfillment centers currently you know um is it is it worth going in there um so so i, I guess uh conversations are very important um uh to to move moving forward um and, and and like i mentioned earlier um i think the whole idea really is um and and taking from the from taking from the key learning, the one main key learning from what happened the last 20 months with COVID and all the lockdowns that's happening, um, especially for, for, for the retail players out there, um, you know, those who are still in brick and mortar, um, have those who have started going into e-commerce, um, is to really being able to look at it from the future perspective, you know, and, and how do you really future-proof? Um, your supply chain and and and, and the logistics um, strategy, yeah. So I, I guess I guess uh, and 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 I'll, of course I'm more than happy to be um, having this conversation with anybody that's 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 uh, that they want to reach out um, and have this conversation with as well. And they can find you on your website Hatio Group. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can find us on our website at hatio.asia or you can find me on LinkedIn as well, Bennett Horror. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's mm -hmm. great. Well, Bernard, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your insights. They are very deep and fantastic. Uh, I can tell you've spent a lot of time in supply chain and I'm sure you help many companies in the Southeast Asia market. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time calling in as well. I really, really thank you. It's been great talking to you with. Well, that completes the show today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. 
I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at wadewickes at me.com. And also, please feel free to check out our website, www.supplychainmicroconsulting.com, and search under podcast, and you'll hear all the shows if you want to hear more shows. Of course, we're on all the other news outlets as well. Thank you again for attending, and uh, if you want to donate to the show, please click on uh, that podcast website and donate. Donate.